0: Hey guys, welcome to um, Tarot and Evolution Part 3 Tonight we're going to go over a little bit about each archetype So, super interesting stuff, let's get right into it Um, So this comes from uh, Session 78, Question 36 This is asking about the third archetype, which is the Empress Uh, Was it correctly to say that this archetype had to do with Disciplined meditation. Now, remember, each, each of these archetypes given to us is meant for us to really tap into those archetypes within ourselves. So the empress being, you know, that feminine aspect of us, uh, the mother-like, um, mother-like energy. So raw answers. the third archetype may be broadly grasped as the catalyst of the mind. Thus, it takes in far more than disciplined meditation. However, it is certainly through this faculty that catalyst is most efficiently used. The archetype three is perhaps confusedly called Empress, although the intention of this nomer is the understanding that it represents the unconscious or female portion of the mind. Of the mind complex being first, shall we say, used or ennobled by the male or conscious portion of the mind. So the male or conscious portion of the mind we already know is the magician. So uh, the conscious mind is the magician. So the magician may may tap into um, this archetype to um, get a more uh, feminine. Opinion or feminine aspect of whatever situation is before them So um, so let's move on a little bit um, I, I love the Empress because it's so feminine, mother-like It's kind of the nurturer um, aspect of ourselves The High Priestess is more like our intuition It's that little voice in our gut or the back of our head that's telling us um, Something's wrong or something's right even Um, That's kind of where our discernment comes in a little bit Um, So moving on to session 80, question 13 Then is this from the point of view Or with respect to the 15th archetype Somewhat of an excursion into the matrix of the spirit In this process So, okay So the 15th archetype It's actually the devil. So, let's see what they say. Uh, Right answer is, the excursion of which you speak in the process of disassociation is most usually linked with that archetype you call hope, in which we prefer to call faith. Okay? This archetype is a catalyst of the spirit, and because of the eliminations of the potentiator of the spirit, will begin to cause these changes in the Adept's viewpoint. So I want to point out something here before I even go any further. So I think I said on the last the last part that I did is that all of these are numbered in a sense to the the full journey. And the 15th archetype would be the 15th archetype that we come in contact to or discover within our minds during this whole process. So that would be um, the devil. It's interesting that they call this uh, hope or faith, you know, and I think that's the moment where we need faith or hope uh, when we're, you know, to me that card represents when we're being bombarded with uh, negative thoughts and just, you know, loss of motivation and just thinking, I can't do this anymore. I'm so tired. I'm so worn out. I'm so frustrated, this and that. I mean, that what I would call negative influence from our own self. I mean, that's the aspect of our self. So that's the moment that we do need hope and, and to call in our faith and um, really reach out to that faith and stand by it. So I hope that makes sense uh, Quite interesting So the next one talks about the fourth archetype Which is the emperor uh, it Shows a male body facing forward I assume this indicates that the experience of the mind Will reach for catalyst However, the face is to the left, indicating to me that in reaching for catalyst, negative catalyst will be more apparent in its power and effect in the positive Would raw comment on this. Okay, so the emperor is more like the fatherly aspect. I mean, just kind of how the, the empress is, you know, the motherly, this the emperor kind of takes on a more fatherly role to us. Um, and that's the experience. The experience of the mind is what they're calling it. Uh, but the answer, the this archetype reaches not, but with firm authority grabs what it is given. The remainder of your remarks are perceptive. Okay, so we don't really reach for one, but we wait for the catalyst or we recognize the catalyst before us. It's a much better way to explain that. so we we recognize what catalyst is being given before us. because remember it's it, you know um, the the creator as a whole that's kind of giving us these, these catalysts. So we might be um, there's somewhere in here in the law one that says, you know when we do reach a point where we can kind of call in our own catalyst. so, I think we've been doing that the whole time. I think we do call in our own catalyst, you know, conscious or unconscious. You know, um, we we manifest what we put our focus on. Okay, that's the magician. So if our focus is on negative things, then we're going to be getting negative catalysts. If we're going to be focusing on growth and this and that, then we're going to be getting catalysts that require us to grow from, if that makes sense. so the the whole point of the emperor is to um just recognize the catalyst that is being placed before us and then take it by the reins. And and when you recognize things as a catalyst, everything changes. It really does. Because then you can really sit down and process what in the world is going on, what is this showing, what's teaching me, is it strength? Is it patience? Is it Understanding, is it boundaries, is it this, you know, is it for the other person, you know, I mean, but the other person is still you So we have to honor and respect that, so um, So let's move on a little bit This is session 91, question 35 How is a knowledgeable of the faucets of the archetypical mind used by the individual to accelerate his evolution. So we might have already gone over this before, but that's okay. I feel like it's imperative to, to do it again. So uh, Ryan answers, we shall offer a bonus uh, versus board archetype or concept complex. The conscious mind of the adept may be full to bursting of the most obtruse and unimaginable of unmanageable of ideas, so that further ideation becomes impossible, and work and Blu-ray or Indigo is blocked, so that your uh, throat chakra and your third eye is blocked over, um, is blocked through overactivation because we can be overactivated and there's an imbalance. It is then that the adept would call upon the new mind. Untouched and virgin And dwell within the archetype Of the new and unblemished mind Without bias, without polarity And full of the magic of the logos So interesting And I'm thinking about that one a little bit more Actually, I mean, I'm trying to find a better way To to describe that Um no, we know the indigo ray is the gateway to intelligent infinity. Um, and this is the form maker. Okay, so if, if we can tap into that form maker, okay, the the part of ourselves that literally just makes our body and creates our body constantly, okay, is constantly in motion creating our bodies and our view of the world around us. If we can tap into that, then we're, we we tap into that full of magic, that is the logos. I hope that makes sense. Okay. And the the conscious mind of the Ajax, by the way, is the magician, so kind of makes sense. Alright. So session eighty-eight, question sixteen. Um Hey Margie, I just saw you come come on. Um, session 88, question 16, I will also assume, which may not be correct, that the present list that I have of the 22 names of the tarot are an agreement, or an exact agreement. Okay, we, we went over this last time, so um, could you describe the original tarot telling me if there were 22 archetypes that must have been the same, and if they were the same as the list that I have read to you in a previous session Okay So yeah, Ross says, as we stated previously, each archetype is a concept complex And may not be viewed only by individuals By uh, those at the same racial and planetary influences in unique ways So we're all going to have our own perceptions of them Therefore, it is not informative to reconstruct the rather minor differences in descriptive terms between the tarot used by us and that used by those of Egypt and the spiritual descendants of those first students' system of study. I do remember going over this. Oh, so, take by example. So, they're talking about descriptive terms of the, the names of the, um, the, the archetypes. So, uh, for instance, you know, in my deck that I use, which I have grown so close to. The magician is actually called the star man. Okay, so same idea, same concept, same archetype, just using, you know, different descriptive terms. So it's all the same. It doesn't really matter. Uh, We're all just going to kind of understand it in our own different ways. So I like both the magician and the star man, his names. So... the, the one great breakthrough was made after our work in third density was done Was a proper emphasis given to the Arcanium number 22 Which we have called the choice, right So the choice number 22 uh, depends on um, Let me finish this really quick In our own experience we were aware That such a unifying archetype existed But did not give that archetype the proper complex of concepts In order to most efficiently Uh, Use that archetype in order to promote our evolution. So number 22. So it depends on how you look at it. So the fool is is number zero. It's outside of um, the listings, basically, because it is a journey. It it comes before or after. So the last one in the deck is called the world. So at the very end of the fool's journey, the fool inherits the world. Um, and if we're thinking in terms of their density, it is a choice. So when you get to that point in your evolution, you have to make a choice. Are you going to be service to self? Or are you going to be service to others? And I, I feel like it's it's appropriate there, but it's also appropriate in our everyday lives with each decision that we make, with each choice that we make to turn left or to turn right. Or to do this or to not do this. Or to allow this or not allow this. It's every day. That choice is every day. And with whatever we do, our choice really needs to be for the betterment of everyone or to give catalyst to ourselves or to others with the intentions of growth and learning and peace and uh, all the above. So, uh, I did want to add that in because I, I recognized after the last one that we did where we went over the same session that i'm like man that's every day like it's not just the end of the journey it's every single day we need to be aware of this with each choice that we make um uh, excuse me i feel like it really involves us being present in the moment with our higher selves and really listening to that intuition you know that high priestess or the empress and empress Whatever archetype seems appropriate For whatever Situation in regards To you know how we should handle Or what choice or what decision You know and that takes a lot of practice So Okay I think we went over This one too it's talking about The the emperor the fourth archetype uh, Having to do with the experience Of other selves in the green ray center With respect to the other selves Um Yeah, so the broad name for archetype four, again, that's the emperor, maybe the experience of the mind. In the tarot, you'll find the name emperor. This only implies nobility, and in this case, we may see the suggestion that it is only through the catalyst, which has been processed by the potentiated consciousness that experience may ensue. There needs to be a potentiated moment um, for this archetype to... um, be able to uh, portray itself Thusly is the conscious mind Ennobled by the use of the vast resources Of the unconscious mind Okay Alright I think some of these are repeats Yeah, I think we went over that one last time, and anyway, I just went over this not too long ago. So let's go to this one. Um I do like getting into the latter of the archetypes, the you know the, the having to as a spirit. Okay, so this is session eighty, question nineteen, talking about the twenty years archetype. So the 20th archetype is actually judgment, okay? So this is the ability to judge ourselves. It really is and recognize when we've done wrong, accept when we've done wrong and realize when we need to apologize or whatever we need to do Um, and let others kind of judge themselves too and let, you know, that's almost kind of like letting karma play out. But we really need to take accountability for our own actions. Okay, we are not responsible for others' bad uh, bad decisions or bad choices. Um, we wish the best for them and wish they would not make those decisions, you know. Um, just as much as we're not responsible for others' good decisions, either we can be happy for them as well. But we also we really need to focus on how we can do better to recognize when we are doing wrong. So, so yeah, that would be transformation of the spirit. And we can do that and we can accept That we can do that and really say, hey, I was wrong and I apologize. That's huge. That does transform you, especially when we do it on a regular basis. So, of course, sometimes I feel like I'm judging myself, like, a lot. (laughs) But I usually make wrongs right, you know, as much as I can when I know I'm doing wrong. But I also don't apologize when I'm not doing anything wrong either. But um, that's where boundaries come in. Yeah, transformation of the spirit, possibly analogous to the sixth density merging the paths. Is this correct in any way? And they say no. All right, so let me see. And now I'm curious. Okay, whatever I just said was completely wrong. Apparently, all right. So let's see what they say. Can you tell me what the twentieth archetype would be? That would be the sarcophagus in your system. All right. the material world is transformed by the spirit into that which is infinite and eternal. The infinity of the spirit is an even greater realization than the infinity of consciousness. For consciousness, which has been disciplined by will. Okay, so let's kind of say disciplined by will and faith is that consciousness which may contact intelligent infinity. So yeah, that would be sixth density. So maybe it was the way they asked the question. Um, there are many things which fall away in the many, many steps of hood. We of Ra, still walk these steps and praise the one infinite creator, each transformation. Yeah. So e- transformation is happening all the time. You know, it's not just one event. I mean, this is in steps. And um, that's one thing that I've noticed. I really pointed out in myself is, you know, yeah, I had like a huge... Um it's a big surprising awakening back in 2015, but it's happened a lot of times since then. It's like happening in steps where it's like all of a sudden you'll get a moment where I realize everything is connected all over again, you know, or whatever events have happened since the last time it happened, they're all connected, and I'm you know like, oh my gosh, I get it. So um, so maybe it was the way that they asked the question which is why they answered no. Okay, let me go on to this next one because it kind of goes into the 21st archetype, which is the world. Okay, so I would guess the 21st archetype would represent the contact with intelligent infinity, is that correct? Yeah, that's the world. Uh, this is correct, although one may see the reflection of this contact as well as the contact with intelligent infinity, which is the universe, or as you called it somewhat uh, provincially, the world. So it's more like the universe is what they're saying. It's the world, yeah. That's what we have our our, our rational brains can wrap around is the world. But in an actuality, it's the universe that I would like. If I could create my own tarot deck, I would make it the universe. Actually, that's a really good idea, um, and maybe I'll start reading it like that. That's the universe because that is contact with. That's your gateway. So, and that is the moment that the fool inherits the world. <laughs> so whenever you, you know, the the fool. Just uh, puts himself down this journey foolishly without realizing what he's getting into, and in the end, he ends up finding enlightenment. You know, he he got he done gone found enlightenment with himself. So, um, and then he's able to, you know, contact this intelligent infinity. I like that. Okay, I you know what I want to go over this next one. And then I'll go back to the archetypes because I think this is really interesting. Then by this contact also with intelligent energy, not infinity, but intelligent energy. Can you give me an example of what this would be for both Uh, for the contact with intelligent infinity and intelligent energy? Can you give me an example of what type experiences this would result in? So once we reach that point, what's the experience, is what they're asking. Okay. We have discussed the possibilities of contact with intelligent energy, for this energy is the energy of the Logos. Okay. And thus it is the energy which heals, builds, removes, destroys, and transforms all other selves as well as the self. Okay. The contact with intelligent infinity is most likely to produce an unspeakable joy in the entity experiencing such contact. If you wish to query in more detail, uh, it would be another working. Okay. Interesting. Oh, interesting response. This it, joy. Have anybody experienced that? Like the joy they're speaking of? I mean, there's times where I thought I have, but. Uh, Whether to know for sure, I don't know if there's any way to find out. But I think those moments, those aha moments or those transformation moments I just spoke about, I don't know if that would qualify or not. Something I can ask next time I experience that. (laughs) I can ask my intuition. All right. Go into this one and see... Uh, which one they're talking about? Talking about the hierophant? No, no, they're skipping over the hierophant. Okay, talking about archetype six, which would be the lovers, actually. Okay, I like the hierophant, but they're gonna skip over it. They're asking about um, the levers representing the merging of conscious and unconscious mind, basically, or the communication between the conscious and unconscious mind. Interesting concept. Okay. So they answer, without being at all unperceptive, you miss the heart of this particular archetype, which may be more properly called the transformation of the mind. Okay. Um, Transformation of mind into what, they ask As you observe this archetype, which is the lovers You may see the student of the mysteries being transformed by the need To to choose betwixt the light and the dark in mind So dark is ignorance, basically, without knowledge Uh, Light is truth, always So this is, um, you know, if you want to go with Subconscious, conscious, you know, however you perceive that I actually like that definition, you know, the communication between the conscious and unconscious mind Interesting Okay, so I kind of want to go into this next one a little bit Talking about the chariot Which would be Number seven, so this is directly after uh, the lovers and that, so. Okay, so they asked, would the conqueror, I like that term, or the chariot, then represent the culmination of the action of the first six archetypes into a conquering of the mental process, processes, even possibly removing the veil? Great question. This is most perceptive. Raw right? answers. The archetype seven is one to is one difficult to enunciate. We may call it the past, the way, or the great way of the mind. So remember, from a couple of uh, sessions ago, they they mentioned you know cards one through seven is basically. Is a great way of the mind. Okay, so the seventh would be the last one. Uh, it would be conquering the mind and then making way for the transformation of the body. Uh, its foundation is a reflection and substantial summary of archetypes 1 through 6. One may also see the way of the mind is showing the kingdom or fruits of appropriate travel through the mind in that the mind continues to move as majestically through the material it conceives it conceives of as a chariot drawn by royal lions or steeds. Okay. Interesting. All right. So they went back to the Hierophant. So let's talk about the a little bit. So the Hierophant is actually archetype five. Yeah. Um, then I will ask for one of the archetypes which I am least understanding at the point, which is the with respect to the hierophant and precisely what it is. Um, so the answer, you have been most interested in the significator, which needs which must needs become complex. The hierophant is the original archetype of the mind. Which has been made complex through the subtle movements, I'm sorry, subtile movements of the conscious and unconscious. The complexities of mind were evolved rather than simple meddling of experience from potentiator to matrix. Okay, I'll finish this uh, paragraph and then I'll explain it the higher and how I read it. The mind itself became an actor possessed of free will, and more specifically, will. As a significator of the mind, the Hierophant has the will to know. But what shall it do with this knowledge? And for what reasons does it seek? The potential of a complex significator manifold. So the Hierophant to me is like who we are in society, how we fit in society. How we perceive we fit into society, or how we want to. Um, and this is, you know, when this card comes up in my readings. I mean, this is telling me that that person is really trying, or needs to be a change they want to see in society, and not just try to to be who society wants them to be. Um. Yeah. You know, the the higher goodness is a role that we step into where we realize what change we need to see. And then we accept that we need to be that change. Okay. Or, but we're also going to be met with challenges from society itself telling us, well, you can't be that, you know, I mean, what are you thinking? So then we kind of need to be very firm and been very strong in our perception of who we are and who we know that we need to be for the change in the world So I hope that adds a little bit more clarity So the way they had it There's so much language wrapped around it I had a hard time reading that I ain't gonna lie <laughs> so, um, Let's go back A little bit Okay So then now they, in in session 81, question 12, they ask about the 11th archetype, the experience of the body. So number 11 is actually going to be the justice card. So that's justice. Experience the body. Represents the catalyst. Um, Well, hold on. So experience of the body So remember 1 through 7 is uh, the way of the mind And then the the next 7 which would be 8 through 14 Are um, uh, the right way of the body Transformation of the body Represents the catalyst that has been processed by the mind-body-spirit complex And it's called the enchantress Because it produces further seed for growth. Is this correct? They say this is correct Do they say any more about it? Okay, no. But they do go, they skip number 13. Transformation of the body is called Jess. Yeah, exactly. So uh, skip to number 13. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is the Jess card. I absolutely love this card. And in fact, if I ever create my own, it's going to be called transformation because that's all it means. It means um, I'll go through what they read. But in my own readings, I mean, this is a moment where um, we kind of have to let our old self die and accept the, the role of who we actually need to be or who we actually want to be or. Um, being, the, again, with the hierophant being that change that we need to see, but in order to do that, we've got to let our old life kind of pass away and step into this new one. So, um, let's see what they have to say about it, though. A transformation of the body is called death, or with death, the body is transformed into a higher vibrational body. Uh, for additional learning, this is correct. This is correct and maybe be seen to additionally correct in that each moment and certainly each di period of bodily incarnation offers stats and rebirth. Yeah, see? So one which is attempting to use Catalyst, which is offered by it. Exactly. So from one moment to the next, we are completely different people. I love the way they actually answer that. And it's our ability to recognize Catalyst and be like, I am not the same person I was five minutes ago because I made this choice and now everything's changing. So um, except Every moment as a chance to step into something greater Not just for ourselves, but for those around us Okay, Uh, Especially for those around us Although we we still have to fill our own cup before we uh, give to others as well Because if we don't take care of ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually We are no good to anybody else But I love the way they describe that Each moment to the next, we have a chance to do something greater than the the last moment So, I love that Okay So I'll go on to this next one that's offered in here Uh, Finally, the 14th or way of the body So that is actually temperance It's called the alchemist Okay because there is an infinity of time for the various bodies to operate within to learn the lessons necessary for evolution. This is correct. Okay. This is less than completely correct as a great way the body must be seen, um, uh, as are all the archetypes of the body, to be a mere image of the thrust of the activity of the mind. Yeah. All of our bodily activities are a mirror of the activity of the mind. Okay. The body is a creature of the mind. Yeah, because we have our uh, indigo ray, which is our form maker. Also, kind. So, our our form maker is technically, as I said earlier, just making our body just infinitely. (laughs) uh, And as the instrument of manifestation. For The fruits of the mind and spirit It is through this that we manifest It is through our visualizations And our connecting with that uh, um, That energy center That is how we manifest things And see the fruits Therefore you may see the body is providing a athenor Through which the alchemist Manifests gold Athenor Al- is like a special Furnace that alchemists used to use um to transform things into gold. Okay, so that's the so if we replace this word with furnace, therefore you may see the body as providing the furnace as the heat through which the alchemist manifests gold. So in my deck it's temperance and I think a lot of other decks it's called temperance now uh, instead of the alchemist. So I mean, I'm, I've got all kinds of visuals going on in my mind about how that works. And temperance is about emotions. So emotions, and this is—it's interesting because when I when I'm teaching people how to manifest things, you use your visualizations and you put yourself in that situation. You find yourself there in your mind and your feet. You feel the feels. It would feel like if this were happening and. Um put you put your senses into it, you know, you smell the air around you in this situation and you feel with your fingertips and you know, you feel the feelings that you would feel if you actually were there. So using those emotions, the emotions is actually the heat and the furnace, you know, you know uh, we use a furnace, If you're talking about like a wood stove oven That cooks things, that hardens things That um, What is the word for it? I've got this Thing in my mind and it won't come out (laughs) It basically um, ah, It's all the tip of my tongue Hmm Crystallizes Okay there we go. Transform purifies. Yes, yes, uh, Craig, you're on the right the right track. Thank you. Um, it crystallizes the visualization that you have by using your emotions. Your emotions are the crystallizer, and then voila, you have gold or whatever it is that you're manifesting. So, sorry, I hope my brain works better from here on out. <laughs> but thank you for the assistance. Okay. All right. Let me go back a little bit Let me take a drink (laughs) Spiritual alchemy Is such a great definition of it Thank you Craig That is spiritual alchemy So I will share one thing um, That I Received last night So Yesterday, as you guys know, I went to one of our ancient sites here in Illinois. I only live about like a half an hour away. so And I don't go down there as much as I should. But I took my kids down there connected with the energy. And I was getting all kinds of downloads late last night that I didn't know what to do with. <laughs> but one download I got is a like a mantra to say, you know, I am the fire that lives inside. So we are our spirit. We are our mind. We are not really our body. Our, our body is... Uh, Rod just said is a creature of the mind, so we are that fire that lives inside. Um, we are not that body. So, um, something I'm going to be using from here on out, especially in circumstances where, um, in, in certain situations when I'm being provoked to react or what you know, okay, let's repeat I am the fire that lives inside, I am not this body with chemicals and. Everything I can control my reactions And my emotions So, Let me know if that helps you Okay So we talked about The 11th archetype Um, Now let's go to the 19th I really kind of wish that This would have went in order But that's okay That's why I kind of took some time before Now and I laid out all of my Major arcana in And incorrect uh um, lineage the 19 is actually the sun okay ah we were just talking about like being that fire inside so the 19th archetype of the spirit would be the significator of the spirit they say correct so let's go let's follow that a little bit then with this process of radiation or absorption, since we have what I would call a flux or flux rate, these are measure of the power of the adept. Okay. Um, Ross says this may be seen to be a reasonably adequate statement. All right, then. So flux or flux rate. So if we're talking about the sun, uh, I was just talking about, you know, us being the fire that actually lives inside. Uh, this is a, uh. Let me see what they call this significator of the spirit. Okay, all right. Let's go up one. Actually, I think that would kind of describe it a little bit better. Hold on, I'm missing a bunch. That's why I'm confused. Okay, I'm going to go over from this and then back down so that we don't confuse ourselves, but then I do want to go to the one up top. Uh, I guess the 19th would be the significator of the spirit, they say, correct. How would you describe the significator of the spirit? In answer to the previous query, we set about doing justice. The significator of the spirit. Is that living entity Which either radiates or absorbs The love and the light Of the one infinite creator Radiates it to others or absorbs it For the self So this is like the light bringer or the light bearer Which one do we want to be So and we know the light of the one infinite creator Our sun is like a sub sub As a sub logos So it is a fractal of the one infinite creator Um, You know The fire that lives inside Okay, yeah, and then that way kind of described this one a little bit better That I just went through as far as the flux and the flux rate It's measure of the power of the adapt. Okay, how much power are we tapping into within ourselves? So um, I kind of want to go up to this one though Hmm Kind of want to start here This is question 14 of session 80 Uh, The either positively or negatively Polarized adept Is building a potential To draw directly from the spirit For power It would be more proper to say that the adept is Calling directly through the spirit To the universe for its power for the spirit is a shuttle And they don't really I think it's for either positive or negatively up that polarized So then they ask Now the obvious only significant difference Between the positive and negative adept in using this shuttle So our spirit is like the shuttle For this energy Or Yeah okay yeah Is the way they had polarized Is there a relationship Between the archetypes Of the spirit And whether the polarization Is either positive or negative For instance, the positive calling through the 16th. Okay, so the 16th is actually the tower. That's your potentiating moment. That's the lightning. That's the light, basically. And the negative calling through the 15th, which is the devil, right? So that kind of makes sense. I am very confused on these points, and I imagine that the question is poor. Okay, can you answer? Raw answers, it's a challenge to answer that, but um, there is some confusion in its construction, but we shall attempt. The ADEP, whether are positive or negative, has the same matrix. The potentiator is also identical. Due to the catalyst of each adept, the adept may begin to pick and choose that into which it shall look further. The experience of the spirit, which you have called the moon, is then by far the more manifest of influences upon the polarity of the adept. Even the most unhappy of experiences, shall we say, which seem to occur in the catalyst. Of the adept Okay Unhappy of experiences You know which Sometimes we see a catalyst To something negative at first Until we realize we can grow from it Seeing from the viewpoint of the spirit May with the discrimination possible In the shadow Be worked with Until light equaling the light Of the brightest noon Descends upon the adept Which is the tower, the lightning, and positive or service to others, illumination has occurred. So it doesn't matter, you know, what's going on. They can choose, as what they choose to make of it, is what I was trying to say. The service to self-ADAP will satisfy itself with the shadows. And so there... You know, the shadows are nice, but one can't stay there. But if you like the shadows, that's on you. (laughs) Grasping the light of day will toss back the head in grim laughter, preferring the darkness. Right. So they choose to be mean to themselves. uh, Kind of, you know, along the lines of what a narcissist does. Like they choose that chaos. They like the strife. You know, they choose the reactions and that is what they 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 are preferring. Not that we all don't have those personality traits because, I mean, we all do. It's a matter of, I think, recognizing that in ourselves. So. And then using your discernment on who really was you or was it, was it not really you? And sometimes it is, so sometimes it's not. Okay, we already went over that one. okay so this is kind of did they talk about the full in this one I think so yeah how long have we been recording for guys because I can't see about 47 minutes so we got some time left okay I kind of want to go over this one, it does talk about the fool a little bit Let me see what the question was Okay, it wasn't Well, let's go over this one and then we'll go back All right. So this is uh, session sixty-seven, question thirty. Um, they were asking if they could continue. So that's all that was about right here. Right answer. So perhaps the first item we should describe uh, should address is the concept of spirit uses as a shuttle between the roots and the trunk of the mind. Okay. This is a, a miss. Apprehension, and we shall allow the question to consider the function of the spirit further For in working with the mind we are working within one complex And have not attempted to penetrate, uh, not yet attempted to penetrate intelligent infinity It is well said that archetypes are a portion of the one infinite creator or aspects of its face So faucets It is, however, far better to realize that the archetypes, while constant in the complex of generative energies offered, do not give the same yield of these complexes to any two Seekers. Everyone is different. So, everyone is different. Um. Each seeker will experience each archetype in the characteristics within the complex of the archetype, which are the most important to it. An example of this would be the observation of the questioner that the fool is described in such and such a way. One great aspect of this archetype is the aspect of faith, the walking into space without regard for what is to come next. This is, of course, foolish. But it's part of the characteristic Of the spiritual neophyte That this aspect Was not seen May be pondered by the questioner And at this time We shall request Okay That the query be saved in the next working Okay So yeah Let me check my battery Because it just gave me a low battery alert Okay We're, we're okay for now I hope that was understandable. I mean, you know, it, basically, I don't like the fool being called the fool. I mean, I get why it is called the fool. You know, they, they kind of, as I said earlier, they put themselves in a situation and they get way other. They didn't realize the ridiculous pressure they put on themselves by trying to complete this task. And they realize it soon after starting this, but there really isn't turning back. So they have to live by faith. That everything that's going to work out and they go through tests of faith and hope and fidelity and you know these types of things fidelity is honesty um you know realizing that we have to be honest with things for new opportunities to to become available to us instead of lying and then we create the the, the karma of the lie and then you have to lie to lie to lie to, lie to keep the lie and it just So that's when we get our lessons. We get true life lessons when we go through this this full journey and trying to um, accomplish whatever task we set ourselves upon. So and through this, by foolishly putting ourselves in that situation, we find, we end up finding enlightenment because we've completed all the, the lessons required to, or hopefully completed all the lessons required in order to complete this. So... And I have to wonder, you know, all of this talk about, you know, we chose to come here and do this. We really did. And I see it in my own life. I see it in my friends' lives. I'm able to point out, you know, exactly what part of the journey people are on. Now, my gosh, I did this. And then I get in way over my head. I'm recognizing it in my family now. And I'm like, wow, like, we have all chose to come here during this time to complete this For our, for the collective, just to complete this cycle um, and I think the whole world is honestly going through it right now And just half the world doesn't realize it, you know But they too are learning lessons So we have to learn them and we have to accept them In order to get through this time of what we're in um, yeah, There's so much going on in the world that I won't get into on this um This session but uh, I hope you guys are recognizing The journey in the world It's happening on a personal level And it's also happening on a global Level at the moment and I think We're all in different stages and um, It's going to Keep going on until people wake Up and realize oh my gosh I do have to learn honesty You're right oh my gosh Oh my gosh I do have to kind of judge myself A little bit Oh my gosh, I do have to have this tower moment because the tower moment is what makes me move and switch directions and uh, go down this, this much better path. Even if I don't realize it at first, it may seem devastating, but it's just putting us on a nice and better path. Um, those types of things I do have to uh, encounter, you know, the darker side of myself to really understand what it is, it's holding me back, my traumas, my uh, emotions, my ability to inc- to control my emotions. We kind of have to enter that side a little bit, um, or maybe a lot of it, I don't know, we're all different, um, it, to really, really start transforming ourselves. It's requirement. It really is. So uh, we cannot, you know, appreciate the light until we see those parts of ourselves. So, I went on a tangent. I'm sorry. So, but uh, let me kind of go on a little bit. I only have a little bit left on my battery, so I won't make it too much longer. How about we go through a couple of more? Okay, let me go over this one. I kind of... Feel like we talked about it before But that's okay uh, This is session 77 Question 23 uh, In that case it seems that A thorough knowledge of the pres- Precise nature of these Philosophical foundations Would be Of primary importance to study Of the evolution of the mind Body and spirit and I would like to carefully Go through each of the basic 22 Okay so this is when they start going through them Agreeable with two requests, uh, and a, that an attempt be made to state the student's grasp of each archetype. Okay, yeah. So he, they wanted um, Don to explain what exactly do they know of the archetypes already. We may then comment, we cannot teach, learn. We request that it be constantly kept before the mind as a candle before the eye, um, that each mind, body, spirit complex should in first perceive each Archetype, in its own way. Therefore, that you may see the precision is not the goal; rather, the quality of the general concept. Yeah. And here's the thing: you know, I uh, we have our events. I've got five or six tarot readers, tarot readers here, and we all read every single one of us read differently. We each have a general concept of what each archetype, or the into minor arcana, for that matter. Um, or the court arcanas, You know, we all have our own way of really feeling it And, and with each person that we're reading I mean, uh, ourselves too It might come out just a tidbit differently Depending on the situation So it really That's when you really need to go into What personal cues am I getting in my third eye Which my indigo ray would what feels am I feeling? Does that not feel right for this particular situation? Then that's how you read it. So, um, yeah. So, I, this is kind of where they go. Um this to the mind. All right. I, I know we did a whole thing on the magician before. But let's talk about it Okay, since the planets were an outgrowth of the Logos And since the archetypical mind was the foundation for the experience That the planets of this Logos would be in some way related We will certainly follow your suggestion I have been trying to get a foothold in the doorway In an undistorted doorway, you might say, into the archetypical mind Okay, you have spoken of the magician as a basic archetype And that this seems to have been carried through from the previous octave Would this then be, if there is an order, the first archetypical concept of this Logos? Well, that's interesting, I'm not sure if I recognized that before uh, Seems to have been carried through from the previous octave um, The answer we would first respond to your confusion as regards to the various writings upon the archetypal mind. You may well consider the very formative difference between a thing and itself and its relationships or functions. There is much study of archetype, which is actually the study of functions, relationships, and correspondences. The study of planets, for example, is an archetype seen as function. Okay. So astrology. However the archetypes are. First and most. Profoundly. Things in themselves. And the pondering of them. And their purest relationships. With each other. Should be the most useful foundation. For the study of this. Archetypical system. Of the mind. So. The archetypes are things in themselves, and just the pondering of what they mean and what they are um, should be the most useful foundation. Um, Now we address the query of the archetype, which is the matrix of the mind, that is the magician. And to its name, name the magician is understandable when you consider that consciousness is the great foundation. So, without consciousness, I don't think anything would be possible. Just the awareness. Consciousness is awareness. Without anything to do with consciousness, nothing would be possible. Uh, it's the great foundation, mystery, and revelation which makes this particular density possible. Exactly. The self-conscious entity is full of the magic. Of that which is to come Your conscious mind is the magic It may be considered first For the mind is The first of the complexes To be developed by the student Of spiritual evolution The mind becomes aware And we kind of see I mean Yeah, spiritual evolution But, you know I just had an image pop into me of Of a toddler or a late Stage baby and a toddler when they really first start becoming self-aware Or like when they find their fingers and their toes and they're like looking at things So they become self-aware at some point during that age um, It's a fascinating thing to, to recognize in your own child Or others' children or what have you um, But also a spiritual evolution And in my own Um Crazy awakening that I had You know I just being normal And all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh I'm Everything is connected <laughs> Like you know and I'm like Everything is consciousness Like you know I just had that Revelation So quite interesting Um, The next one we went over I might end there We're at about an hour and um I am going to lose my laptop battery at some point soon. So um, I might save my spot and finish it even later. I might call it something different, but um, I really, really enjoy doing this. This helps me and uh, we it really helps me reach for others too, but also for myself and it understands my own mind. I'm hoping that it does the same for you guys. Um, I really notice a difference in my life whenever I uh, really dive into this stuff, and I'm um, I'm recognizing my own energies and prints on the world around me, as well as others, as well. Uh, you know, others leaving their imprint, and recognizing that we're all consciously or even subconsciously manifesting things, and it's it's hard to deny anymore. So um, that's why we really need to be really aware of which energy are we going to put our focus on so once you realize that though it's it becomes quite easier, or easier I should say doesn't mean it's easy easier <laughs> but I love you all and I'm going to stop the recording and I hope to see you all next time